What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 16 wide receiver start sits. So if you guys are new to the channel, this is where I break down every single week 16 matchup. So all 16 games, and then I talk about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver and then list them as either a start fringe option or a sit. So starts, these are the guys that are basically auto sets in your lineup, you know, barring you having an insane team. These guys are going to be slotted in as either like your wide receiver one wide receiver two, or your flex option. The uh, fringe options, these are guys who you feel solid with as your wide receiver threes or your flex plays. So they may not be, you know, smash starts for you, but you know, you feel decent sliding them into your lineup and then sits pretty self-explanatory. These are going to be the guys that, you know, you are leaving on your bench and hopefully are not sniffing your lineups in the fantasy playoffs and uh, the semifinal matchup this week. So I'm going to be putting out start sits for running backs, quarterbacks and tight ends also. So if you enjoy this video, go check those out. If you have any fantasy questions, just drop them down below. I'll be getting back to every single person, but let's jump into the uh, Thursday night matchup here. We have the Jaguars taking on the Jets. And for the Jaguars, I have Christian Kirk as a start. He's been on, I guess, a little bit of a cold stretch here. He hasn't scored a touchdown in the past four weeks, but his volume numbers in terms of targets are still very solid. Uh, over the past four weeks, nine, eight, seven, and 10. In that wide receiver room, we've seen Zay Jones just absolutely go nuclear over the past few weeks. And he was so, so close to being a start for me. The only thing that held me back was that I am worried about the matchup here against the Jets. They've allowed the second fewest points per game to the wide receiver position. And I still view Kirk as the number one, even though Zay Jones has been a monster. So I think Zay Jones is going to be a high-end wide receiver three when I go through my rankings, but I just don't quite have him as like a top 24 guy. Now I could think on this a little more and maybe it changes by the time I put up my rankings, but right now he's going to be a high-end fringe option for me. He has scored 20 plus PPR points in three out of four games, and he is coming off of probably the best game of his career. I mean, pretty much definitely the best game of his career. Six receptions for 109 receiving yards and three touchdowns. So if you have him, I do think he's solid in your lineup. I just don't know if he's quite like a top 24 guy this week in the rough matchup. Now on the other side for the Jets, I have Garrett Wilson as a start. And I would feel very confident about Garrett Wilson if this was a Mike White game. He'd probably be a top 12 wide receiver for me, if not just on the outside of that looking in. If it is Zach Wilson, he's probably more in that like, wide receiver 18 area. He had a decent day with Zach Wilson at quarterback, but it was in like a top tier matchup. And Zach Wilson really left a lot of fantasy points out there for Garrett Wilson. I have Elijah Moore listed as a fringe option, and this is only under the uh, condition that it's Mike White. If we see Zach Wilson again, just can't trust Elijah Moore in my opinion. Now moving over to Saturday, we have the Falcons taking on the Ravens. And for Drake London, I have him as a sit even though he is coming off of back-to-back -back solid performances. If we look at uh, Sunday, 11 targets, seven receptions, 70 yards. Like that looks great. The target number's there, seven for 70. That's a solid performance. The problem is Desmond Ritter only passed for 97 yards. So we saw Drake London take 70 of the 97 receiving yards that were up for grabs. I mean, obviously that's not sustainable. It's also probably not sustainable that Desmond Ritter's only gonna throw for like, sub 100 yards. But overall, this is just a terrible situation for Drake London. So I just kind of wanted to mention Drake London here as someone who I still definitely believe in, in terms of like a talent and a prospect. He just needs to be in a better situation. And I just don't think it's possible to trust him 
you know, with the uh, current quarterback situation and just offensive situation that he is currently in with the Falcons. On the other side for the Ravens, can't even think about starting Demarcus Robinson or Devin Duvernay. That leads us into the Lions taking on the Panthers. And for the Lions, we know Amon Ra, automatic start in your lineup as a wide receiver one. And then we've seen, you know, DJ Chark will have a spike week. Josh Reynolds will have a big game. Khalif Raymond will slide in here and have a decent performance. Jamison Williams, you know, had that long touchdown. Should have had another one this week, but uh, Goff missed him. For me, like, you could argue Chark should be a fringe start. In my opinion, like, if you're in the fantasy semifinals, I would want to be sitting these guys just rolling with Amon Ra this week. And then for the Panthers, I have DJ Moore as a fringe option. He had a bounce back game after a really brutal uh, week 14. Five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. This is a great matchup against the Lions, who have allowed the uh, second most points per game to the wide receiver position. I still think he's a wide receiver three at best, but I do think he's like a flex option who is potentially playable this week. Now, moving over to the Bills, taking on the Bears. For the Bills, Stephon Diggs has had like a couple, you know, down games in terms of his standards, but someone in a pretty strong matchup here, you have to fire up as a high-end wide receiver one. And then at this point, like Gabe Davis is a sit, even in a good matchup. He just looks cooked fantasy-wise, honestly. He's had four straight games under uh, 10 PPR points. And it's unfortunate because the role he has, the wide receiver two in a Josh Allen offense, it's a great role. He's just straight up like not talented to take advantage of it. It's unfortunate, but he's going to be a sit for me. And then sitting Isaiah McKenzie, who has Khalil Shakir and Cole Beasley cutting into his slot snaps. And then for the Bears, this is just an embarrassing portion of this graphic. As a Bears fan, we have uh, Justin Fields out there throwing to Byron Pringle and Dante Pettis. Just embarrassing. These are guys who aren't even worthy of being like the wide receiver four on probably the majority of teams in the NFL. And these are his top weapons at this point. Please be sitting these guys. I doubt they're even owned in like 0.5% of leagues. Now moving into the Saints, taking on the Browns. For the Saints, I have Chris Olave as a fringe option. He was someone who started off the season pretty hot. His production has definitely slowed down over the second half of the season. I still think he's a high-end wide receiver three, but he's no longer someone you're locking in as like a top 20 wide receiver week to week. And then I'm going to be sitting Rahid Shahid, who has honestly had a few like really big games or really just like big plays this season, but not someone who I want to be trusting consistently in my lineup. Now for the Browns, I do kind of want to talk about these Browns wide receivers here because I was someone who thought Deshaun Watson was going to come in. I thought he might be a little rusty, but I thought he was going to be a massive upgrade for these wide receivers. And it has honestly maybe been the opposite. He's averaging 189 passing yards per game. That's not getting it done. Amari Cooper had been like a high-end wide receiver too with Brissett. These are his stat lines in Deshaun Watson's three starts. Four for 40, two for 42, and four for 58. That's not getting it done. I don't think Amari Cooper can be considered an auto start anymore. And fantasy-wise, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been far more effective with Deshaun Watson. He's at 13.4, 19.4, and 13.1 PPR points. But I do think it's a little bit misleading because he had that one big game. Like, that was totally him. He didn't get into the end zone. He had a ton of volume, over 100 yards. But then one of those 13-point games, he had a punt return touchdown. So that's fluky. And then this past weekend, he didn't do anything crazy volume-wise, but he scored the touchdown. So we've seen him get into the end zone. Amari Cooper just hasn't done it. I still view Cooper as the better play, 
but I think both of them are going to be outside my top 24 wide receivers this week. That's going to lead us into the Seahawks-Chiefs matchup, and for the Seahawks, it seems pretty likely that they are going to be without Tyler Lockett this week. Definitely a big hit to that wide receiver room. I think DK Metcalf has got to be fired up as a top 12, probably even top 12 wide receiver this week, so he's definitely a start. I could see people wanting to pivot to Marquise Goodwin. For me, he's someone who I'm still going to have as a sit, going to be outside of my top uh, 36 wide receivers. And then for the Chiefs, pretty consistent to what I've been saying over the past like two, three, four weeks, Juju Smith-Schuster is the only wide receiver I want to be considering in this offense. He's a start, sitting McCole Hardman, sitting MVS, sitting Kadarius Toney, even if he has like a slightly bigger role moving forward. That leads us into the Giants taking on the Vikings. For the Giants, Darius Slayton, unfortunately, has kind of fallen off over the past few weeks. I think you could argue him as a fringe play. I just think if you're in the semifinals, I'd hope you have a better option at wide receiver three or flex than Darius Slayton. And then for the Vikings, this is the typical layout of that wide receiver room. You obviously start Justin Jefferson as you know potentially the wide receiver one. Adam Thielen as like a back-end fringe option, back-end wide receiver three. I could see an argument for KJ Osborne being a fringe option after him just going completely nuclear, but that was like one big game. I'm not ready to like risk a spot in my uh, semifinal matchup for a guy coming off of one huge performance. So he's going to still be a sit for me. Maybe he's someone who's, uh, you know, worth playing in week 17 if he backs it up here in week 16, but one big game just isn't going to do it for me. We have the Bengals taking on the Patriots. Jamar Chase, obviously fire him up, wide receiver one. T. Higgins was someone who was like a questionable play throughout the week because we had the risk of him just being active but not playing. He did play. He played his full set of snaps. So I think you should feel confident starting him as probably a wide receiver one, if not a high-end wide receiver two this week. And then uh, sitting Tyler Boyd for the Patriots. Jacoby Myers, unfortunately, has kind of fallen off after the uh, hot start to the season. Both him and Devonta Parker are going to be sits. Then we have the Texans taking on the Titans. And for the Texans here, I have Chris Moore listed as a start, or not, sorry, not a start, a fringe option. And this is only uh, under the assumption that Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are going to miss this game. This is a good matchup here against the Titans. They actually kind of held the uh, Chargers in check, which was surprising. But in general, this is a solid matchup for opposing wide receivers. And he has been solid with those two out. So he's someone who I would consider like a back-end wide receiver three if Collins and Cooks continue to miss time. For the Titans, if we are able to get Traylon Burks back this week, I like him as a wide receiver fringe option. And then sitting Robert Woods. For the Commanders, taking on the 49ers, I think you fire up Terry McLaurin as a very strong play. We saw Jahan Dotson have his uh, best game of the season. Very impressive. I think it's good to see long-term for him. He's kind of starting to like phase Curtis Samuel out of this offense. He's locked in running more routes than Samuel, which is impressive. For me here, he's still going to be a sit. The consistency hasn't been there, but long-term, like I said, I think it's a great sign here for Jahan Dotson as a rookie to be putting up some decent numbers. And then for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk in his game without Debo Samuel, where he was able to operate as the wide receiver one, he definitely underperformed on Thursday night. I still think we go back to the well here and fire him up as a top 24 option this week. Then we have the Eagles taking on the Cowboys, and it looks like the Eagles are going to be without their uh, starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. And I definitely think it's a downgrade for both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. But if we're looking at a team that probably is like set up best to lose their quarterback, just in terms of like the quality of quarterback coming in for them, 
I feel like the Eagles are pretty high up there. Gardner Minshew is one of the best backups you are going to find. So it's not like he's going to come in and this offense is just totally going to fall apart and tank. I really think he's still going to be able to support these weapons. So I still obviously have A.J. Brown as a start. But I also think Devonta Smith can be considered a top 24 option this week. I do have faith in Minshew as a decent option here. On the other side for the Cowboys, I obviously have C.D. Lamb as a start. And then, you know, we've seen Michael Gallup have a big game. Noah Brown have a big game here and there but they're both going to be sits for me. Just not enough consistency out of either of those guys. Next up is the Raiders taking on the Steelers. For the Raiders, Devontae Adams, obviously a high-end wide receiver one. Sitting Mac Collins coming off of a decent day. And then Hunter Renfro made his return, but really uh, didn't do anything in that game. For the Steelers, I have Deontay Johnson as a fringe option. Continues to just have an incredible track record of commanding targets while just being unable to get into the end zone. I think if we see Kenny Pickett return, it's definitely a slight downgrade for Deontay just because Mitch Trubisky has absolutely fed him with targets, but I still think he's a wide receiver three option. For uh, George Pickens, he's shown flashes. He just hasn't been able to command consistent volume for me to actually want to start him in my fantasy lineups. Uh, next up is going to be the Packers taking on the Dolphins. We have Christian Watson kind of coming off of a down game. It does seem like he was covered by Jalen Ramsey for the majority of it. So that would explain it here. I'm still ready to fire him up as a top 24 wide receiver. We can't forget the stretch this man has been on. I want him in my lineups. We know the ceiling is also very, very high. And then we saw uh, Romeo Dobbs come back in, have a decent day. Someone I still want as a sit. And then Al Lazard has really fallen off. The emergence of Christian Watson, I guess, has kind of led Lazard to be like the guy that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to rely on. You know, it's obviously clear that Alan Lazard isn't some wildly talented wide receiver. He was kind of just the number one on a really bad wide receiver room. With Christian Watson emerging, I just don't want to be, uh, you know, holding the Alan Lazard bag in my lineup. And then on the other side for the Dolphins, fire up Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell as both very, very strong plays. We have the Broncos taking on the Rams. And for the Broncos, I have Jerry Judy as a fringe. I do expect him to get uh, Russell Wilson back. We'll see on Cortland Sutton, probably up in the air at this point. We did see Jerry Judy go out and have a solid game with Rippin at quarterback. Eight targets, seven receptions for 76 yards. It is possible that he draws the uh, Jalen Ramsey matchup, which is probably not going to be ideal. Just talked about how he did a good job against Christian Watson. Regardless of, uh, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton's status, Judy will probably be somewhere in that, like, wide receiver 22 to wide receiver 28 range, somewhere in there. So he could end up being a top 24 guy for me. But right now, I think he's right on the outside looking in. And then for the Rams, just gross here. Sit Van Jefferson, sit Tutu Atwell, sit Ben Skoranek. And then on Sunday night football, we have the Buccaneers taking on the Dolphins. For the Bucks, starting Chris Godwin, he had another big game, eight receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. For Evans, he started off hot. I'm pretty sure he had all his numbers in the first half. Five receptions, 83 yards. He was involved early and often. And then he was just non-existent in the second half. So he finishes once again with an underwhelming fantasy day. He's going to be a fringe option for me. A high-end wide receiver three. But it kind of looked like he was on track to bouncing back and just wasn't able to finish the job there. I have Russell Gage as a sit coming off of a big two-touchdown game. You know, just not sure if he can replicate it and definitely not expecting him to, you know, match that production. On the other side with the Cardinals, I have DeAndre Hopkins as a start. Regardless of the bad quarterback play, we still have to fire him up as a, you know, start in our lineups. 
probably a fringe wide receiver one. And then really unfortunate for Marquise Brown here, the Kyler Murray injury has really just kind of seemed to sink his value. He has struggled since coming back from IR. In his two games, he had four receptions for 34 yards and then four for 19. This is definitely not a cake matchup against the Buccaneers. And like I said, the quarterback play is not going to be good. Honestly, it kind of sucks, but he's probably like a back-end wide receiver three. I think the talent is really the thing that's keeping him out of being a sit. Like the production hasn't been good, but we just know how talented he is as a wide receiver. So it is tough to just, you know, totally toss him away. I guess with DJ Moore, we've kind of seen that sometimes you have to. But right now, I'm going to have him as a back-end wide receiver three. We'll see what happens when I actually put out my uh, Week 16 rankings. And then the final matchup of the week, the Chargers taking on the Colts. Kind of a down game offensively for the Chargers. I don't believe they had a passing touchdown, which is obviously going to affect fantasy numbers. But I still think we fire up Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as strong starts. And then I still think Josh Palmer can be considered like a back-end wide receiver three play. Still running a solid number of routes. Not a great matchup here against the Colts. But if the Chargers have a big day, Palmer could definitely give you solid numbers. And then for the Colts, Michael Pittman was just absolutely peppered with targets against the Vikings. Didn't do anything crazy. I think it was like 10 receptions for uh, 60 yards, but it was on like 14 targets. I think he's a solid start, a wide receiver two option, and then sitting Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell, who have both kind of gone silent fantasy-wise. So that's going to wrap it up for every Week 16 wide receiver matchup. If you guys enjoyed the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ask any questions you have down below. Go check out the running back, quarterback, and tight end videos. Stay tuned. I'll be putting out my uh, positional rankings for like every fantasy position over the next few days. As always, thank you guys for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.